everyone, and welcome to another episode of Getting Hammered. I am your host, Mary Catherine Ham. I am here with my friend, Vic Mattis. How's it going, Vic? Hello, Mary Catherine. It's going fine. Every now and then, these are becoming rare, rarer occasions, the whole family will agree to watch a movie together. Oh, look at you guys. Usually we split up. Yeah. And for example, Kate and my daughter, who's 12, will see some movie like 13 Going on 30. Right, of course. Love that. And then my son and I, we just finished Godfather Part 2. Oh, how so, nice. Yes, you don't really want it. So beautiful. So, but we all agreed. They said, oh, we want, you know, they want to watch a scary movie. And they heard a lot about The Sixth Sense. Oh. You remember The Sixth Sense? Yeah. Oh, I do. And my channel. Don't spo- no Bruce spoilers. Will. No spoilers. Many years later, <laughs> this is like, I think the movie was in the 90s. So we watched The Sixth Sense. Of course, they love the twist ending. Like what? Mind blown! And I was, I was See, wondering. We're we're far enough away now that they can that we can read we can relive this. Yes, and I was wondering if they were going to pick it up. They didn't. They didn't. My my son claims that he had something like wait something's going on, and he wasn't sure if the kid was a ghost or whatever it was. So that that was a thing. But and of course, at the end, Kate always cries because in fact it's like a love story and it's a sad story more it than is. it is a ghost story, right? right? And and it's the scene. Where uh, the boy and his mom are in the car, and he starts talking about grandma visiting, and saying that you know she went to the recital even though the mom, Tony Collette didn't know she was there, and then when she visits her in the cemetery, and she says you know the, every, and she says every day, and he, and then the kid says what was the question? And the question was, do I make you proud? Oh, oh and Kate's like it's a gusher, it's oh. a gusher. Okay, so that was that was my <laughs> one. And it never fails to get her. The other thing is. <laughs> Like, a couple of scary scenes happened in their apartment from ghosts of the past. And I'm thinking, this was a really unlucky apartment. Right. right. Like, multiple deaths. Yeah, you, you want to you check whatever the equivalent of Carfax is right, for right. your Ex- apartment. Exactly. And one is what, bad, but what like two. Tra- what traumatic events has this apartment been through? Yeah. yeah. They're actually, you know, it's, there's a term for that in the real estate business. And some people are none the while, like they, they'll buy like, oh, this, I can't believe I, this I place think, is I a actually, steal. <laughs> I actually would not like to know. I would just like the, I would like the bargain and just don't tell me about the bad stuff. The Post did a piece on this years ago and it was so fascinating because they talk about, you know, people who knew, moved in and had a young couple had no idea until like the neighbors, you know, like the, nose, the neighbor walks by, oh, I see you bought that place. Well, <laughs> let me tell you yeah, about let that. that. And let, it me, was like, let me give you some exposition. Yeah, you know, and it's like the scene of a triple homicide. Right. And then so it's like, oh my gosh, I, yeah, you don't want to know. And my, my last thought about the sixth sense is, you know, how they, you know, they can appear and you know the presence that, you know, you can communicate in their sleep and it's right. cold and very cold. And I just assured Kate that, you know, when I'm gone, trust me, she'll know I'm there. <laughs> okay, I'm just leaving it. You know, keep up, keeping it clean though. It's a sub beat. It's not the sub beacon. I'm just leaving oh, it there. Oh dear! I lived in a 1925 farmhouse. Ooh, that, uh, in, Ale- in Alexandria for a while. That was one of the the house I was in. Really? And you know something happened in that house, but uh, <laughs> I mean, how can it not? It's like it's, yeah. you know, it's like many years. Probably child mill workers. Yeah. In that yeah, house, yeah, growing up yeah, in that house. Yeah. <laughs> It was, a, it was a lovely home. The floors were very creaky. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice them creaking when I wasn't walking on them, so we were felt pretty safe. Yes, but I did always imagine. Do you? I read a book one time. It's actually a very good book. I think it's just called The Card, and it's about the most val- valuable baseball card in history. Okay, which is a Honus Wagner T two hundred six from nineteen ten ish. Wow. Uh-huh. For various reasons, it's the most valuable of all time. And they've had a couple of fakes. There's a whole there was a whole black market of trying to create fake Honus Wagners. So I have this 
I would always have this idea that someday in the rafters or redoing some part of this building, a Honus Wagner would just fall out into oh, my lap. Funny. Like, oh, someone stashed his baseball card collection here. And here we have a Honus Wagner for, you know, seven million or so. Just fallen into MK's Buried lap. in the it, walls. It didn't happen. There was no there were no Honus Wagners in the crawl space, but I always hoped. Or a Superman number one. Whatever it is. <laughs> yes. An action comics that they just forgot about in mint condition <laughs> and it's in there. Did you there was a story years ago? Uh, not very long mm-hmm. ago, about someone finding a Superman number one inside, like no. s- like stuffed into, wow. like like I'm saying, yeah, with yeah, a remodel, yeah, yeah, they yeah, found yeah. it in the walls. Oh my gosh. And it was in really good shape, and as they were pulling it out, it ripped. No. Yes, and I'm like, no, no, that's, that 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 breaks my heart. That's very sad. That's your payday, man. Sad. Their payday went down a lot our, our in ha- that moment. Our house was built in 1939, 1940. And finally, after some time we moved in, in the basement, we found a box above a basement beam, a little box. So we're like, do you know what this is? I don't know. I said, let's let's take it Exciting. down. And it's like, you know, was it? And then, I don't know. So we dusted it off. We opened it up. It was silverware. Oh. But not actual silver. Was it silver? No, it was oh. not silver. It's like random spoons and foil. I'm like, oh, we okay. had We had in our own our house the same era that I grew up in. Yeah. And it had like an old, very retro sort of Cub Scouts, like badges yeah. poster on the wall that was like Ooh. perfectly mid-century oh you know wow, like somebody great. put that up yeah, there yeah. in 1952 and, and never took it, it down oh yeah it good, stayed there good for you it's my parents actually were the leaders for a cub scout troop so that we held it in there sometimes and it had like the old oh, yeah, <laughs> like 1952 cub scout that's perfect yeah that's it was, perfect it was cool how are you otherwise i'm good What's i arrived today in my basically my pajamas i have sweatpants it's still- and a tank top because we are doing some construction in our house and as a result, this morning, it was a little tricky to get into my room. Once I, once you exit the room, before the folks come to work, you gotta, you got to get everything out of there. And I'm not a good planner. So I come out in my pajamas, and then I realize I'm stuck. Now, would they let me into my room? Obviously, yes. But you didn't want to inconvenience the workers. I don't workers. want to bother anybody. No. And, and then we've been, playing, we've been playing musical chairs with the baby because the baby has to nap during the day. Oh, and she's on the floor where the construction is happening. It's all sorts of because we're we're trying to get we're, we have we have a townhome. The square footage is not tiny, but it's all stacked on top of each other, right? My office has been obliterated by the baby's nursery. <laughs> used to be my Zoom room. Used to be a guest room. Can't make all those things happen at once. It's just her room now. Uh-huh. So we're trying to get one more that space happens. so that the baby goes in one room. Uh-huh. Steve has an office. And I have an office oh. slash guest room, which will have a Murphy bed because it's too small to actually be yeah. an office slash guest room. <laughs> Whatever works. By the way, Murphy beds are very expensive. I don't, you know, I don't see them anymore anywhere. They're, they're a thing you can get. So we're getting that. My, in, it really was the yeah. only option. When I, when I lived in the Kennedy Warren apartments in, in the city, and that's also from around 1930 when, those, when that was built, that building, there were originally Murphy beds. Because you needed space and you could use it for your office. That was gone by the time I got there. But you yes. could see the space where it was. Oh, yeah. Well, ours will not be okay. so vintage. But anyway, Fine. we're doing that I work. I bet it's really nice now, though. The, I bet they're like really kind of – it's, it's, yeah, they it's like the equivalent of back in the day you had to sleep – people slept on futons. Right. It doesn't you – know? it, it's not going to feel that way. It's going to feel like a nice real bed, I think. Oh. But the poor baby has been going from the laundry room in a pack and play. <laughs> now she's in her sister's room in a pack and play. It's just wherever oh. – Wherever we can put her mm-hmm. at various times of the day, and the poor thing has not been sleeping, 
Although she's still very, she's still in good spirits, but she's like 40 minutes per nap. I'm like, girl, that is not enough for me to write a column. No, uh, although, although you <laughs> Your did. Your nap needs to be all, long enough. Although you did it, and it's very impressive. Thank you. I did, I wrote a column down. yesterday. What turnaround? Well, this is, this is how I work, and I shouldn't tell Vic, because someday he'll ask me for a book review, uh-huh. and then he'll know how I work. You say, at 11-ish, can you get this to me by late afternoon? And I say, yeah, I could do that. And then I just take... Now, if you had given me the deadline two weeks before, yes. I would do the work in the mm-hmm. same amount of time. I would just worry about it for two weeks and, and then, then crunch write into it. it. Yes. Yeah. So like, if you just tell me at noon, I need this by four, you'll get it at like most, five, five fifteen. <laughs> most, most, most writers, I think, need that gun to the head and editors oh, too. Yeah. I can't, you know, like I have, there are two books I want to review, three coming up. I'm still on the first one. Right. You know, and you it's can't. just because I need to, I mean, I need somebody to say, now no my, I need it yeah, no I need a hard a hard, hard, give me a hard deadline. deadline I, give, is, I gotta give myself a there hard is deadline. no movement until yeah. there is a hard deadline yeah. I'm trying to get better about it Good. I don't some of it's just my nature by the way and I'll, we'll talk about this on a future episode assuming I actually file this review it's a book mm-hmm. about the history of the mall the shopping mall oh um, I love that and it opens with actually one of the first sort of like model malls apparently was in your neck of the woods Oh, Is really? it Northlands? I forget what it's called. It's in like Raleigh-Durham area. Oh. And there were two competing malls, like West Town, North Town, or South so I forget South, what it's called. South Park. South Park, yes. Or and no, it, South... no, South Gate? No, South... <laughs> so there was a South Square, which then yes. became a South something else. Yes, that, that's the one they mentioned. Okay. And there was another one. Wow. And it's sort of well, the North idea. Well, Northgate and South Square. Those that's are the it. Two. Northgate. So that's Nor- exactly I'm it. I'm Northgate Hood. Yes, and there were two. That's right. <laughs> yes, and then other people belong to the swankier South Square area. Right. Yes. And they talk oh, about South them as- Point. South Point is the new yes. one. Now South Square and Northgate are sort of defunct, and South Point is the only one that right. anyone goes to. And they sort of- That, that was the model for many years. And I didn't you had know that. like two anchor stores, and it's sort of like- It's like a T. Or an I, depending on how you design your mall. I had no idea and how go back and forth. How influential yeah. South yeah. Square was. It was a cutting edge. It was cutting it edge. was it was an adventure when we went over there. Because it was on the other side of town. There's a macaroni grill across the street, which as you know is the height <laughs> of dining when you're about nine years old. And we would go shopping, you know, probably once a year for new shoes over over at South yeah, Square. Sure. And actually I remember one time when my dad got a promotion, we went over there and my parents told us we could all pick out one outfit. And it didn't matter what it cost. And we were like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> can you can you repeat that? Because we want to make sure uh-huh. that you mean this. And they really did. It was a celebration of my dad's new position. The new position. He moved up in the editor it's ranks wonderful. at the at the paper. And I think I was about eight. Mm-hmm. And it was I got a bomb outfit. I mean, was it like on there, 1988 were... style scale? Oh what did you get? Like Just shoulder pads? Mind What's going blowing. On here? I mean, there were like <laughs> big puffy yellow shorts and like a t-shirt with a tank top over it that oh had like a, mm-hmm. a neon mm-hmm. pink flip flop on it because it was like cool, right? It was summertime. I was like, that was that's the vibe I was given. Ooh, and it was pricey. It was a little pricey. So, it, was probably, it was probably like sixteen bucks or something. No, but to, you know, total. but it's a big deal. It was, and I'm, I so he, and he didn't put any conditions on it, like, and you have five minutes. And I don't, like, you know, it's like Guy Fieri's supermarket. I don't, race I don't remember or, that, but let's be honest, we were probably at J.C. I mean, I'm not sure that it was like a high end. Maybe we're we were at Dillard's. Maybe we were. Oh yeah, that's for the big that's, spenders. That's for the big spenders. Anyway, South Square. Well, now now I yeah. know more about I this. Yeah, that's exciting. I'll have more when I finish this book. <laughs> well, I can I can take you to visit sometime if you ever come through. That would be exciting. That would be exciting. <laughs> we could do a field trip. Fa- no, to our, South Square. I think our listeners would love that. I love it. 
I am looking forward to this. I want to learn more about malls. Okay, but first, a quick word from our sponsor. From the grocery store to the gas station, working families are getting hammered by rising prices. But instead of focusing on inflation, Congress is pushing anti-innovation legislation that will impose more financial burdens on working people and seniors. Their misguided agenda could cost public pension plans $109 billion. Teachers, firefighters, and nurses would pay the heaviest price. Congress needs to focus on inflation and leave American workers alone. So you mentioned my column. Yes. My column is in the Daily Beast. You can see it. About the student loan forgiveness, which is the first story we're going to talk about today. Who's who's excited about this? Are you excited about this? Oh, man. Vic? You know, I mean, uh, just when we got through the Inflation Reduction Act. This is adding more magic to it. All these things, all these things are just a, are making life better and reducing inflation. I can feel it. So, the story is after saying for the entirety of his administration that he's probably going to do this, it started to feel like infrastructure week. The famous right. joke Everything in the, in the Beltway that yeah. that someday we'll get to infrastructure and we'll pass that. Summer, yeah. It, it felt like that with the student loan thing because every other week it's like they're thinking about doing this. Well, they're. This week, they finally decided to do it. Biden announced that they will forgive $10,000 of student loans, federally backed student loans, for millions of borrowers, and then $20,000 for Pell Grants, Grants. which is lower income threshold. Mm. Speaking of thresholds, the threshold for this is six figures. Yeah. People who make $125K as an individual, $250 as a couple. Yeah, so you could be like a couple making almost a quarter million. And grad school loans are not excluded. So we're talking six figures with an MBA. Yeah, yeah, or a JD. Or an MFA yeah. or whatever yeah. whatever it is. And I don't think this is wise. A lot of people don't think it's wise. I, and I think that's the interesting thing. I also don't think it's legal. Yes, there are constitutional issues. I mean, and I, so. I put in my column, I will grant you that voters don't care about that at all. I care about that. But yeah, and but do they, do they care about it in what way, right? I mean, how many people are rejoicing in the streets right now saying, yeah. we, you know, woohoo, you know, we, I, I wasn't going to be able to pay off these loans anyway. And I, you know, the money I should have spent to pay it off, I went on vacation yeah. and I went on a shopping spree or whatever. Well, here's the, yeah, it's a small problem solved. It starts as a small percentage to begin with because only 30 something percent of Americans have college right. degrees. Then what percentage of them have loans? Mm-hmm. Then you take out the one the the suckers who refinance to get a lower rate. They're not included because they're yeah. private now. You take out the suckers who worked hard and paid everything oh, off. They, you, you're just about to write that last check right yeah, now. Yeah, no, they're they're not part of this. In fact, I believe we have a soundbite of of the Secretary of Education telling is it Peter Ducey? Which one's the son? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for a second. I not Steve. Figure. It's Peter. The du- the Ducey, the young mm-hmm. Ducey. Yes. Yeah. Telling him what you get out of this if you've paid off your loans. The final one on this. Sure. The people that already paid their student loans, right. they don't get anything out of this deal. Right. That's right. Okay. But don't you feel better that you're helping these other people out? Because I think well, that's their message to anyone who's complaining right. about, quote unquote, fairness. Mm-hmm. And in fact, Biden's argument, his response really after he gave his big spiel yesterday, a reporter asks, you know, what about the people who this is not fair to, right? And do you remember? And hopefully we have that one too. Yes, hold on. Is it fair to people who, in fact, uh, 
do not own multi-billion dollar businesses if she want these guys give them all a tax breaks? Is that fair? What do you think? <laughs> so, hold on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to translate that for you real yeah. quick. He says... It, I, I've had to, I read the response three times to try to figure out what he's he trying says, to say. He says, is it unfair to people who, in fact, do not own multi-billion dollar businesses? You see how these guys give them all a tax break. Is that fair? What do you think? In my column, which, and they left it in. Thank you, editors. <laughs> I said, honestly, I don't know what that means, but there it is if you want his take. I mean, I don't know what to say. No, I, I, I think what he's saying is, if you're not one of the billionaires and you see these billionaires getting away with all these tax credits and okay. paying no taxes, it's not fair. So, hey, I'm going to get in on that. And it's not going to be fair to other people, but I just want... But a, I want my piece. I want my piece. I, mean, I think that's what he's saying. Okay. All right. All right. That's a, Thank you for that, because yes. I didn't know. But I really didn't. But you're the takeaway from... One of the takeaways from your wonderful piece in The Daily Beast... Thank you. Thank yes. You. ...is about getting things done, because this is all stump speech material, isn't it? Come November... You're, he's going to be able to say, "Yeah, I did things." The, look at what the Democrats have done. Because and Elizabeth Warren said this yesterday: the Republicans are the party of no; they don't want anything. And certainly, the idea of you know the the, the Reagan sort of Eisenhower idea of just don't do something, stand there is an, they they won't accept that. Right? right? That's not that's not an option. I love it when they stand there. Yeah. All I want yeah. them to do is stand there because and they it, refuse. Does it always make things better? So they but they're getting to they they get to say we got things done. We canceled student debt, the Inflation Reduction Act. No one's going to challenge them on a stump. I mean, you're giving a speech. Yes, there is some value in politically with momentum in saying we did things. Look at the things we did. However, I was sort of testing this notion that it's Mm. automatically a comeback because you did things. First of all, I think this might get knocked down in court if somebody can have standing to, to sue on this and bring it up. That's right. But also the idea that politicians, there's a British show that skewers this philosophy, the politicians are like, something must be done. This is a thing. Let's do this. Yes. That's what this is. Yes, and, Prime Minister. And yes. And it also, it doesn't account for the fact that the Democratic Party is hemorrhaging non-college voters. And this is just a bright flashing sign that's like their debt is more virtuous than your debt. That's right, for and, other things that you decided on. And we shall use your money, which is not as valuable thanks to inflation, to pay their debts that they willingly took on, just like you took on the debt for, I don't know, your work truck. But yeah. your work truck doesn't get forgiveness. No, but These your, guys your grad do. school does. <laughs> your grad school loan does. Now, I am sympathetic to the notion that some of these, especially because I was in school, mm-hmm. frankly, a long time ago, it was, it was less expensive. Some of these loans are problematic. A lot of the rhetoric used to sell them is problematic. They're telling people they're getting free money. I kind of want to trade this deal for like, okay, great, but can we make a high school requirement for a personal finance class so that Mm -hmm. people understand what a loan is? Right. Because that would- Right. That would help. Right. You know, it's it's the whole predatory lending thing. But we know, you know, there's a problem with the lenders and we know there's a problem with the universities because they keep on jacking up the price of tuition and they're going to- And these are connected. And they're connected. When I started at Georgetown, tuition was 23,000. It is now 58,000. Oof. Wow. It is not, even with today's inflation, slightly above. Yeah. Well, Uh, I think I was looking at a stat from Cato about costs for Mm -hmm. schools and even- State schools, public schools, a hundred and eighteen percent increase over ten or twenty. I think it was That's twenty right. years. So huge increases. So I am I am sympathetic to the fact that it is more expensive mm-hmm. now, and people are often being sold a bill of goods. 
the reasons they're being sold a bill of goods is partly because the government is backing this crap that they're right. being sold. And you can't get a $115,000 loan for something other than college when you're 18 and have no money, but they'll give it to you for college. That's right. And we should wonder about that. So Corinne Jean-Pierre was asked about, you know, what about universities who are just going to basically just yeah, jack just up their prices? up $10,000 more. Right. Yeah. And uh, her uh, her quote was, we're going to look into that. The Department mm. of Education, we're going to look into well, that. Well, I'm, gl- I'm glad they didn't before. Yes. What about, well, what they're going to do is they're just going to punish them for raising, instead of the, the word systemic. They like the word systemic. Yeah. This, is well, this is a systemic, systemic issue. Yeah. And the more free money, quote unquote, mm-hmm. backed by the government that you're giving without anyone paying the price for the prices going up, mm-hmm. the worse the problem is going to get. This, I think, very arguably makes it worse because now you've incentivized people 10 years from now to be like, well, <laughs> I'm not paying that off. Like, right. what if you come along and forgive it? Right. And it's going to be like another four years and we're going to be back to where we started, is what everyone's saying. Now, you flagged a tweet from Congressman, is it Chris Pappas? Yes. So there's a couple of Democrats who have said, hey, not so sure about this. Because a congressional district that is mostly blue collar working class. Uh How does this help them? Yeah. This is uh, New Hampshire, Manchester, Manch Vegas, (laughs) New Hampshire. This announcement by President Biden is no way to make policy and sidesteps Congress and our oversight and fiscal responsibilities. In fact, None other Nancy Pelosi made this point. Yes, she did. Let's play a little soundbite from her. The president of the United States has the power for debt forgiveness. He does not. He can postpone. He can delay. But he does not have that power. That would that has to be an act of Congress. That was, and that was just last year Refreshing. that she said. Refreshing to hear her yes. say such a thing. The, the pre- it, because this is a question of appropriations, and the president does not have a power to appropriate funds. I mean, he can, as Nancy Pelosi would point out, you know, he can delay. Right. Which and they've the, been doing which they've for been a doing year because and of COVID that you can't pay. You know, we'll give you some time, much like they were doing with paying rent and everything else. And well, you can and- extend these things. But at some point, you have to. But the idea that you're actually going to just cancel their debt. He is relying on, and Joe Simonson and the Beacon actually flagged this for us, it's a very niche law during the George W. Bush administration that was supposed to help veterans from the Iraq, Iraq and Afghanistan. Right. It was a 9-11 law. Right. And also I'm sure it's victims really of applicable. No, yeah. So it's really more of a GI bill specifically meant for these particular people. And he is using it, President Biden is using it, however, to apply to everybody between 10000 and 20000 Sure. So, sure. That works. That works. It's like a mask on your face is sanitization on a, on an airplane or, or federal, <laughs> yeah. what is it, all the it's, trains and stuff. They lost that case, so they'll, they'll yeah. probably lose this one too. But it'll be after they've made the oh, effort to buy yeah. the votes. No, it'll be and much like, fanfare. Okay, so the other thing is a co- couple things. Why isn't there more discussion of, hey, you could discharge these in bankruptcy court, which you can't do with student loans right now. You could bring down the interest rate, in which case, yeah. like the government is ostensibly in charge of that, right. bring down the interest rate so that people are still paying, mm-hmm. changing the system so that colleges have a little more skin mm-hmm. in the game. They have a lot of endowments that are not being used for any of yeah. this. Like Harvard, one school has a $100 billion billions endowment. Billions. And they're like, ah, just go get your money from like Joe the plumber. Hey, Joe the plumber. Yeah. That's, a, that's a throwback. 
Joe Wurzelbacher. I wonder where he is now. Joe His name plumber. wasn't even really Joe. Right. <laughs> wasn't that a whole thing? I think so, maybe, but I remember the last name was Wurzelbacher for some yes. reason because it was German. Well, no, because he had, he like went by Joe and then it became a, yeah. a scandalo. Yeah, because that, how dare he? Because he, 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 he challenged Bar- and he challenged Barack Obama. Okay, so everyone's like, <laughs> okay. what are we going with this story? Okay, uh, it's let not me, important. I did want to mention this, which is I have been seeing a lot of analysis and takes on this and the white house of course is furious furiously racing to control the narrative here because i see a lot of unhappy people and it's not just the folks at the wall street journal right and conservatives uh, our, our friends at reason i think charlie sykes at the bulwark as a matter of fact and of course the naacp but that for for other reasons because they don't go their complaint is it doesn't go far enough right right and democratic economists like jason Furman. Yes, and he I had saw a great him, thread. Yes, tweeting about this and just pointing out all the like the moral hazard, what it's going to cost, yes. the idea that it might be inflationary, disincentives. Which, again, yeah, and this is my point about doing things. People have learned that the things they're doing mm-hmm. are making the inflation worse. Right. And even if they're told it's transitory, and even if they're told it, it's the Inflation Reduction Act, they don't believe that. There was a NBC poll last week of if you added together people who thought. The Inflation Reduction Act would, would either make no difference in their lives or make, a more, make it worse. It was 71%. Yeah. And there's like a teeny, teeny, this is a YouGov poll, I think, teeny, teeny 13% who actually think it will reduce inflation. Amazing. Yeah. So we'll find out what they think about the school loans. But in the, in the run-up to this, there was a June poll from NPR where people were asked, would you rather the $10,000 relief, which most people are fine with, they, it, it showed like 55%. Mm-hmm. We're fine with $10,000 of relief and forgiveness. But would you rather do that or would you rather deal with the systemic problem of higher education being so expensive? Yeah. And it, to the tune of 81%, it was like, we'd rather deal with the problem. We're right. not dealing with the problem. No, we're not. The bubble continues to expand. It's the education be. bubble. Jason Furman says that it's like pouring gasoline onto this Yay. inflation fire. But And I love the people who are arguing against him. Because, you know, what does he know? <laughs> <He's> <laughs> what does this guy know? Head of I mean, yeah, economic is, advisors uh, for God, Obama. I just, and you know. I, I was, I was, I gotta confess, I was a little weirded out. Sometimes, sometimes I'm, I'm out of touch with my Beltway brethren, a lot of whom were proclaiming yesterday that it's a strange complaint to be upset that someone else would get this benefit while you made different choices. And they're re- they really think it's odd. I was about to ask you that people would be upset about I would, that. I was about to ask you. If we are allowed to make the fairness argument. Well, so. And who, is, who are the people who think it's odd? The people inside the Beltway. Well, the people who are eligible for this oh. benefit, first oh, of all. Okay. Many of whom. Many, much many of, of the, whom Much are. of the Beltway yeah. is, yes. is eligible yeah. for this benefit. I think there was, there was some crazy stat of like the number of White House staffers who are oh, eligible yeah. I think for like this. Many, National Review. It's uh, like the, the entire yeah. population of White House staff is like, sir, we you really that. need to pass this. This is going to be great. Pass. He didn't pass it. You know, yeah. sign it. Sign whatever it. he's doing. Yeah. Pen and phoning it. But look, I made certain decisions. I do not have a sob story. I had a great time in college. However, when I looked at my grades and my SAT score, I was like, well, I could try for an elite mm-hmm. expensive school or I could get some scholarships and go to a state school. Yeah. I had two brothers. We didn't have a lot of savings. So I went to a state school. Again, had a blast. Great football. I don't know if you guys know that we're the <laughs> national champions. University of Georgia Bulldogs. So I went there on two scholarships that wiped out most of my tuition. And then I worked as a newspaper delivery gal at four in the morning, yep. seven days a week for my entire freshman year to cover mm-hmm. the rest of it. Because I wanted to make it 
the, the, the cost as low as possible. Right. I made a lot of decisions deferring fun in those first couple of yeah. years mm-hmm. in order to make that happen so they could have more fun later. And I did. It's okay for people, people to ask questions about the fact that I know people yeah. who didn't make those same decisions, who took out big loans, who went to expensive mm-hmm. universities, who went to grad school at private universities, and now my savings <laughs> will partly be used right. to pay some of the debts of people who made different decisions than I did. That is unfair and I think presents a moral hazard in the future. It's sort of like unfairness only works one way. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, if it's for them personally, for the people who want these laws to be enacted or these executive decisions to be made, you know, there, there are certain things that they find to be very unfair and they'll complain about it. And other than if it, but if it's to their advantage, they're just going to tell you to just deal with it. Also, can't you just be happy to help other people? Yeah. I think maybe that's, no, that's what's going that's on. No, that's most of the argument. And I guess that's what they'll try to do on the stump. But I think there's a very salient, Yeah. hey, do you have a lot of debt and you're of different kinds yeah. that are not this yeah. virtuous college debt? And perhaps perhaps you could use some relief, but you're not going to get it. If you went to a trade school if you were yeah. an electrician or yeah, a plumber like, or a aside, mechanic or Aside whoever. from the unfairness, yeah. people who already paid for college, there's people who just sidestepped yeah. college altogether because that, that's right. they knew that they couldn't be saddled with this. And how is that going to how is that going to play in these districts as you were, we were just talking about Pappas, but other you know well, not Bennett, just Republicans Bennett, but Democrats. Bennett in Colorado, yeah, who's who's right. kind of on the edge, is is saying they should have further targeted the relief, targeted the relief and proposed a way to pay for this plan. So there's certainly signs that it's not a it's not a slam dunk the way that it is inside. I think they I think they've just you know one Biden really is beholden. Uh, to the progressive wing. Everyone was thinking, oh, if we get him elected, you know, this whole thing will bring this sort of moderate centrist approach to things. But he really is beholden to them at this point. Oh, yeah. So this is what he's doing. That's the first thing. And then, and then the second thing is there are a lot, I think they're just giving up on trying to I win know. over blue collar No, it's workers. just like, it's just like, let's, let's, let's dump some money on the people who yeah. are, are going to vote in the fall for us. That's I mean, it. that's fairly obvious. Mm-hmm. It also wipes out every single alleged yeah. cent we would yeah. have gotten in deficit reduction from the Inflation Reduction Act, which I didn't believe to begin with, but that was some $300 billion yeah, or so. Yeah, this is to the tune of $300 billion. This is $300 billion as well. So, <laughs> yeah. by the way, and neither one of them will give you what you what they're actually right. advertised. Oh, Ugh. just just adding, adding the fuel to the fire. That's Again, what we're doing. I, 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 And I want to see how this plays out in the midterm because everybody just two or three days ago we were talking about you know, the overturning of Roe and how it fired up the Democratic yeah. base. And that's why you saw these upsets in New York. In New York, in, in, yes. In, in the midterm that, elections, that is special worth, elections. It is worth noting that that is like, ooh, yeah. Republicans should look at that and go, huh, that really should have gone red. I do wonder if this whole student loan thing would fire up mm. the Republican base. I don't know. Yeah, we, we shall see. Yeah, it's so far away. Okay, I do. I want to make note of this. I don't have a particular story in mind. Mm-hmm. I just want to make note that it is the six-month... Six months of warfare in yes. Ukraine after the Russian invasion of Ukraine. We only care about our land. We will fight for it until the end. We have been holding strong for six months. It's tough, but we have clenched our fists and we are fighting for our destiny. Every new day is a reason not to give up. After such a long journey, we do not have the right not to go on to the end. What is the end of the war for us? We used to say peace. Now we say victory. We will not seek an understanding with the terrorists. Remember they told us that the Russians were going to 
They were going to do that in four days, right? Six yeah. months later. Now, obviously with much assist from around the globe, a couple numbers, actually this is from CNN reporting. On January 1st, 2022, Ukraine had a population of 43 million mm -hmm. or so. Between February 24th and August 16th, 11 million people crossed the border out of Ukraine. I mean, wow. just yeah. insane numbers. And the people of yeah. Poland are doing amazing and other countries are yep. doing amazing work taking them in. I have a friend who's been working it with kids in Poland for a little while and, and getting them That's settled great. in some form. Casualties. I mean, that, that, what we don't know. We don't have any actual official we don't count know for the for Russians. Sure. The, Certainly the Ukrainians have lost a lot of lives, but it's about, civilians. About 13,000. Ukrainians. For, for Ukrainians, yeah. And the Russians are probably nearing Vietnam war level casualties, I Oof. think. It is uh, the, not, not pretty. Do you remember thinking at the, I remember thinking at the time, you know, we're all, we're going to be on this every day. There's a story and front page right. and photos in the newspaper about Ukraine and the idea that we would lose interest in this. It's a European land war. Yeah. It hasn't happened since I know, you know, since the Yugoslav wars in the nineties, I guess, if you want to count that. And, and the idea that we actually have moved on mentally because of things like the inflation reduction, right. Act, student loans, flooding in Texas, abduction stories. Zelensky was right to worry about not having it front and center because it's once it's no longer there, then they lose the attention, they lose the support, and somebody's going to tell them, why don't we just call it a draw? Right. You know, cut your losses. Sue for peace, get a ceasefire, but the Russians get to keep whatever Large they have. Large parts of your country, right, after these, after yeah. atrocities. Yeah, I think a lot of it is that people are in pain here. And so, the, you know, they have limited bandwidth for yeah. that. They also, and I think sometimes, sometimes understandably, even though I support supporting the Ukrainians, they look at the amount of money going out of the door and they're like, how are we keeping track of this? Oh, yeah. What, <laughs> what exactly is oh, happening? I, I know with people, this? I know people. Who have lots of suspicions. Yes. And like, and it can go down rabbit holes. Sure. But look, some of that, some of that is warranted, right? Like, how, how do we keep track? We don't even keep track of the stuff we do in this country, right? No. We don't know, we don't know what's happening no. over there. And I did think, I thought the, the Vogue shoot, although it put it back front and center, was a misstep. People, people. That were one was odd. People were not happy with yeah. that, but it is about trying to get front but and I center. But I think you're right that he time. has that media. Gotta, he has a media mind yeah, we'll that knows it, this guess. is this will catapult yeah. us again, even controversially. Right. What he need, did. you know, what they need, of course, is the actual weapons. So I mean, I think the the Biden administration just agreed to a, a multi billion dollar, another multi billion dollar weapons tranche, yeah. but. They're gonna. They're actually gonna take the ones we left in Afghanistan and just ship them over. That there. would have been. Convenient. Is that a, can Amazon do that? That would have been. Can very we talk convenient. to Bezos. It's a lot there. You'd have to ask permission from the Taliban to get them back. Oh. The the amount though the amount of supplies that the United States and Eastern Europe have been providing tremendous, and at the same time it dwarfs the the amount of aid actually coming from Western European right. countries like Germany, which at, at the outset everybody's like, oh my gosh, this is a complete pivot. They're gonna do all these different things. And very little actually got there. Those leopard tanks, for example, right. or the cheetahs, the, 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 you know, uh, the Gephards. They had a scheme where what they wanted to do was give their equipment and weapons to other Eastern European NATO countries. And then the Eastern European NATO countries can give their lesser right. versions of those things to Ukraine. 
by the time you get, I mean, look, you're still waiting for it. So, I mean, yeah. they, they finally had to change that. But people were like, well, wait a minute, including the Green Party. is like, wait, what's going on? Didn't yeah. we promise this? Right. So we have a long way to go. That, the, 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 in the, in the well, Balkans, that was like 10 years. I know. Well, he's certainly, Putin definitely weakened NATO, right? Am I right? <laughs> he really... That's right. They and accomplished that objective. Yes. I mean, they're you just added, added countries, more countries. Countries who didn't even want really to be, in, particularly in Scandinavia. Yeah. And we're not supposed to, we're not talking about, we, this is not on our list of things, but I was going to say, including Sweden and, of course, my new favorite country, Finland. Finland. <laughs> I was going to say. It's really ode, okay. Ode to the Finnish prime minister she, with Vic Mattis. Sana Marin is her name. It's a great video. Everyone, I don't know why everyone, I think I think this might even be an actual publicity stunt. Maybe it was leaked yeah. on purpose by her to Let support me. her. So there's a faux outrage. The only outrage I have, by the way, about this is the, the dude. Yeah. Who, he, he, who, he looks like what I would call vegetable lasagna. This <laughs> is a very plain, vanilla-looking guy. She is just... Uh, I mean, she's, she's stunning. Here, let me let me tell you guys a little... This is a he's wearing the little, little known fact. You're never owning a hot girl... By putting a video on the internet of her oh. dancing, that's not. Yeah. She's not owned. Yeah, this if, is uh, this uh, is when they tried this with AOC, and I was like, AOC can dance, and she looks great. What? This is not. You're talking about the when she was at Boston yeah, University. Yeah, she like does a little dance yes, on the rooftop. She it's does cute. with her current partner. Oh, is that he is in there, the redhead fella? And the only the sad dance, I feel like he probably can't dance. The answer is no. I would have downloaded that. It was such a great video. (laughs) It was like it was a typical college video. And the worst thing is, it's you can't find it the way it was anymore because of music copyright. Oh, boo! Very sad. You know. Because it was like it was a very typical Steve's, classic just called song Steve. from like Vic's, the '90s or the aunts. Vic's over there with Final Cut Pro, like just adding music back in. <laughs> I put my own music in. Okay. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Anyway. We're with you still, Ukraine. Okay, yes, thank yes, you. Yes, yes. Finland, proud Finland. Yeah. We are also with you. Yes, uh, and Finland. All right. What are we moving on to? Oh, uh, we got to say it news. I, 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 I said how our eighth Ukraine dwarfs Western Europe. Speaking of dwarfs. Ah, okay. very nice. DeSantis, I, I guess we're I guess he's in trouble for this or something. There's a there's a soundbite. We'll we'll just play it. Hold on. And I'm just sick of seeing him. I know he says he's going to retire. Someone needs to grab that little elf and chuck him across the Potomac. There you go. Not since the Wolf of Wall Street. In the midget tossing scene. Oh my god! This is what I think. That's what it is a reference to. So, so this. So not not throwing him off the bridge, but throwing him across, like towards towards I guess us here yeah, in Virginia. But then, yeah, but then he's gonna, he then means? he's in real America. Let's keep him. Let's keep him there. <laughs> I don't know. No. Okay. So this oh, reminds me gosh. a bit of there was at one point a GIF. Do you say GIF or GIF? I say GIF. I say GIF. A GIF. See, this is why we work together, Vic. Um, <laughs> Our friend Mike Warren still insists it's GIF. By the way. Oh come on, Mike. Yeah. There was a. A gift that went around of a WWE fight, and it had like the CNN logo was imposed oh, upon yeah. one of the fighters' mm-hmm. faces, and I think Trump, Trump sign or, or Trump's hair or something yeah. was on well, the other Trump guy. Trump was actually oh, Trump at, at it. Yeah, Trump, Trump himself. himself was like stomping mm-hmm. the dude, and there was this big uproar about how this was encouraging violence mm-hmm. against CNN, media, CNN, the and ju- media in general, the but brave like, journalists. Yeah, and I just. To some extent, guys, and I, I include the left in this, like there are figures of speech. There are things that people say that I'm like, eh, would I have said it? No. But like I'm not, yeah. 
I don't buy the idea that we need to be so there is there is plenty of rhetoric that everyone yeah. ignores mm -hmm. that is much 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 yeah. worse than elf yeah. tossing. Oh. <laughs> I don't even know if I can say, you know, because I, apparently you can't say, you, you're not supposed to say midget. I think the term is dwarf. I, I don't. But hey, dwarf, we can't keep up. We're going to get no, canceled no, for one oh, of these. He said elf, not dwarf. <laughs> he said elf. Right. Because and, you know, elf, he, he's, yeah. he's talking about a mythical creature. I don't think that he's in trouble for that part. Yeah. It's just the idea that you would do violence to the elf is the problem. But let me. If, if it's a Tolkien elf, that would be hard to do. Well, yeah. you're not going to beat Legolas. <laughs> so. Love that guy. So, but just backing it up a little bit. He is referring to Fauci saying something truly terrible. Yeah. Which yeah. is that A, he didn't favor lockdowns at all. Mm -hmm. Stop bothering him about it. Okay, that's not true. He was in charge of so much of dictating this. Politicians mm -hmm. now, are politicians accountable for listening to him? Sure. Yeah. But he was given tremendous power. And to say then also, especially if you're a scientifically minded person who might have like, I don't know, cracked the data on this, that lockdowns affected Nobody permanently? That's yeah, just on. crazy. And that's right. what gets me is the freaking gaslighting and not taking responsibility okay. for your actions. So I, I am, I confess to being more upset about that than the tossing. Oh, <laughs> uh, speaking of this, the Santa's. Uh, chucking. You, I believe chucking, it was chucking. Sorry. Chucking no. across the Potomac. So you sent also a lovely clip oh of my gosh. DeSantis's opponent. DeSantis' opponent Charlie is... Charlie Crist. Oh, good old Charlie Crist. He just won the primary. Well, he's been he in... beat out Nikki how, Freed. How many parties has he been in in the last several Three years? Now. Three now. right? Three, yeah. And I think he's lost a, a statewide election mm -hmm. in all of them, or maybe this will be mm -hmm. his first mm -hmm. loss in mm -hmm. this particular party. I can't remember. But Charlie Crist is back out there, as always, tanned, rested, and ready. Those who support the governor should stay with him and vote for him, and I don't want your vote. If you have that hate in your heart, Keep it there. I want the vote of the people of Florida who care about our state. Good Democrats, good independents, good Republicans. Unify with this ticket. Electoral politics, how does it work? Who, who needs those Reagan Democrats? I don't need them. <laughs> Just like he, ha he has a 50-something approval rating. If, yeah. if you assume that many of those people are voting for him or planning to, you need to convince them, sir. Charlie Chris is really one of a kind. Oh, man. just going to be playing that guy. clips like this. The... You know, for the next few months, you're going to see, you'll hear clips like this, other things Charlie Chris is going to say, and maybe while they're at it, the DeSantis team can replay his opening pitch, <laughs> the one where yeah. it's uh, really one of the worst things I've ever seen. It's been uh, it's been overshadowed by Barack Obama and Dr. Fauci's right. pitches, but the the one by Charlie Crist, you got to go back and find it. Okay, and his reaction to his own bad pitch is also bad. Oh, it's just the whole thing is bad. I, I um, love it. It's a metaphor for his entire political career. Did you see the Top, Go Top Gun, Top Gov ad? What did you know, you... I haven't watched it yet. Okay. But this is this is one of the things about DeSantis and, and his critics will say, these are the Trumpian things about mm -hmm. him that make him there. And they'll make the argument, he's yes. just Trump. And he, I, he's not. And if you make that argument, it, you're never getting past Trump. Is that he talks some junk. Yeah. Like Fauci. Yep. And he has this swagger where he makes these silly yeah. Top Gun ads. But, like, if you can pull that off, you can pull that off. And I, one of the reasons he can pull things off is because the governing of the state of Florida allows him to make these pitches for himself mm -hmm. and to talk some junk. I, I also, and, by the way, he has yeah. to do those things because if you're going to beat Trump, you have to be yeah. that guy. I also think he pulls it off because he's probably wearing a very tight suit. He looks very svelte. 
And lately, I mean, the governor's a big guy, but he, yep. he doesn't look as bad in the ad. So I think everything is big. much like the Elvis belt. You know, it's like really <laughs> holding things together, you know, but it's like uh, it's like made of steel, steel cables. Also, he's a vet, so he can kind of clean, oh, right. clean right. that mantle right. a bit. Did you see there's also a quick quick story about the donors in the yes. 2024 yes. race? San Francisco Giants principal owner Charles B. Johnson, a Republican mega donor who's been criticized for some of his recent contributions. Maybe primed to back Florida Governor Ron DeSantis over former President Donald Trump in a 2024 GOP presidential primary. Obviously, that 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 donor race will matter if if Trump indeed decides to run. It's so. it's very interesting because there was a new tip poll mm-hmm. that came out on the left. That the problem that the Democrats have is only 30 percent of Democrats in the poll want Biden to, in 2024. Jeez. What are they going to do? Because there is a there is a a chain of command here, and it's him and then Vice President Kamala Harris in terms of who would be the nominees, who should be, you would think, versus you know I don't know somebody like Gavin Newsom. Yeah. But on the Republican side, fifty three percent still want Trump. Yeah. Does that mean forty seven percent want the status, or is that number still much lower? Yeah. Because I told you what's going to happen. We're just going to all split it up again. All right. And then back to Biden and Trump. And then Trump. Trump will be the nominee. Biden and Trump. And Trump is, I, for all of the things that people love about him, mm-hmm. there are also all the things that people hate about him, and he is the least likely yeah. to beat yeah. Biden, I think, of, of the top runners. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong because we've been wrong about Trump before, but he did lose this last time. So, you know. True. Now there's that. And the other thing is we always say about how far things, we, we feel like some of these things are so certain, like the red wave, and now we're beginning to pull back. Right. But then, you know, it's not even Labor Day yet. And then after that, we don't know. So it's the same thing with the primary. Uh, Trump, the same, we, you know, Trump is going to announce. DeSantis should announce. The one thing I do know is that a Trump-DeSantis primary is not going to be pretty. No, 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 no. It will not be pretty. It's going to be a lot of small hands talk. Uh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> no, I don't. And, I don't know, think so. One I think... will accuse the other of small hand. The other one will accuse the other one of the vaccine being ashamed of. Well, of the vaccine. I, so it's going to be. Santa's going to be like, it's a remember, weird remember, thing. remember Anthony Fauci? Guess who put him in charge? Yeah, Donald that's Trump. That's right. Yeah. That's going to be guess, part guess of who it. Who kept him? All right, we have one last. Uh, we story. had one last story. Thank you for letting me include this. Is this is one that I feel very strongly about? So the McDonald's, McDonald's, the largest fast food company in the world. They have different menus depending on where you go around the world, yes? So, for example, they're not going to be serving beef, for example, in India. Mm-hmm. So in places like the United Kingdom, they had a variation of the Big Mac, which was a chicken in, in place of the burger patty. Yeah. And that's coming here. It's coming to Miami, which means you and I need to get to Miami and do a taste <laughs> test. And we'll do a whole thing. We'll meet our listeners there. We'll do a fundraiser. We'll go to Palm Beach. It'll be I great. love it. So I love it. The... Imagine, so it's being tested there, and we'll see how they do. And I think it's going to do extremely well, because if you think about two things, the, the, big, the, big, the big Mac itself okay. is not actually that big. No. The quarter pounder is more meat than the two patties on a Big Mac. I'm, a quarter, have, I'm a quarter pounder kind same, of gal. Yeah. Same, and plus they make it fresh versus right. the other stuff. So that's a little word to the wise. I feel like I want to get one now. And, and the second thing, if you ever look at that patty, it's a sad, fried, grayish patty. It's not great. That was always Burger King's thing is how they flame broil and right. the whole deal. The other thing is the McChicken is actually quite sad. When it, it came out to some fanfare when it came out, but you know where you find a McChicken now, like on the dollar menu? Yeah. And it's it, and it belongs there because it's not great. Is but, this their, is this the chicken patty? Or is this their copy of the more fried breaded 
Chicken. Yeah, this is this is like this is okay. So the McChicken is like the the breaded patty, right? Okay, gotcha. With the shredded lettuce and the mayonnaise. Now imagine two of those in a Big Mac. I think uh, you're I think, on board. I think I'm on board. What about you? Okay, so I'm not a big McDonald's and well anything. I haven't has, gone like, in a while. If I'm having chicken yeah. at a restaurant, it's at a fried chicken place. Yeah, like a, yeah. The fat, like I'm a doing it. Fillet yes. for a sandwich. Now I've I have many friends who are devotees of the spicy chicken sandwich at Wendy's but I don't get a chance to have that one very often I've heard that one's quite good McDonald's chicken I'm not generally into but I would give it a try I also yeah. like that special sauce that goes on there I think that's I, yes. should, I should I should actually add that to my double my double quarter pounder excuse me did I say double <laughs> I should add that so I could try <laughs> that with that but so that's like a meal that lasts you two days according to the nutrition facts yeah but here's one thing that makes me suspicious of this after a successful trial in the UK, oh, you're you're casting judgment on UK eaters. Yes, I oh, am. Wow. Yes, I am. Wow. I'm not sure mm-hmm. I trust the judgment yeah. of the UK. I have one one late night, perhaps under the influence in London. I got a 20 pack of nuggets, and I got to say those nugs were not great. Oh, wow! In the heart of London. Oh, that's disappointing. The the nugs were disappointing. That's what was disappointing. I, you know, most people will say when you go to Europe, don't go, oh, you're not going to, oh, how dare you go to McDonald's, you know, typical American. Oh, I always try one out. <laughs> go uh, try them out because they're always different and it's so interesting. It is. And for example, I love the McDonald's in Germany and Austria. Nice. It's it. They're very friendly. Israeli McDonald's is fun. Oh, mm-hmm. hey. And the, the, it's very neat. Everything is very neat. Yeah. I had one in Vienna, a sandwich called the McChampion. And it was themed to like World Cup or FIFA, nice. you know, UEFA Cup related. And all it is is basically two patties, but side by side. Okay. Like a sub. Okay. I'm here check for it. it out. It's and like keto. <laughs> yes, that's all it is. And and many of those places, by the way, still offer the McDonald's. For example, when I was in Germany and V spotted with a friend, Mike Shields, was he got me the apple pie is still deep fried yes. in Europe. Here it's baked. Oh, do they bake them here? So oh, I've, I've, I've never terrible. been an apple pie chick. That's but, terrible now. Yeah. But it used to be this hot Jeez, pocket, come on. deep fried oh, with yeah. bubbles on the outside. And it will definitely injure you. It's That's like a, what you yes. want. Oh, yeah. it was, yeah, molten hot. I want an injurious Yeah, you could have sued like the coffee, pie. like yeah. the coffee. Which is actually a real thing, by the way. What? People people say How that's like a, was like a frivolous lawsuit, but she oh, actually- Oh, no, no, no. She won. She actually, it's the symbol of frivolous lawsuits, but she actually was very much injured and she- Probably That's right. I saw the leg. burns so, on her legs. Yeah, it's very. It's a. It's weird how those mm-hmm. cultural memories get twisted. Thank you, media. But she actually was truly injured. It yes, wasn't, no, it, it wasn't. It, 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 but it was a litigious moment about yeah. whether or not McDonald's was responsible for her burning her thighs. Right, right, right. And it was all about the lid. And there was a whole Seinfeld episode about it. Actually, <laughs> okay. Now we'll um, get to that next on MP and getting hammered investigating. Getting hammered right now. I need to investigate that double quarter pounder you put in my head. Okay, that wraps up another edition of Getting Hammered. Remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, and you can follow me on Twitter at Victorina Mattis. You know, we offered a little bonus time today. I'm at MK Hammer on Twitter, but you know, we needed to complain about the student loans, and we needed to talk about double quarter pounders. So I think I think we gave the audience Mm -hmm. what they wanted. (laughs) Follow me all the places. Thanks for being here. This has been a Nebulous Media podcast. (laughs) 